Welcome in to a Cowboy State of Mind podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Simpson. And if you're Cowboy country, it's feeling good. Nice win over Baylor. Mike Gundy got that win over David Aranda. And I'm telling you what, the old school versus the analytics was on full display. What a battle it was. What a battle it was. Tell you what. Me, my wife, and my kids were watching the game. I mean, I don't know how much the kids were watching, but um, yeah, it was very intense. I was screaming. My voice was hoarse at the end of the day. It did not disappoint. I was, I was expecting a dogfight, but man, how happy I am that Oklahoma State came out there and really looked good all three phases of the game just super impressive i couldn't be more happy um i picked a dogfight higher scoring affair man i'm really happy with the defenses on both teams i mean it was a battle um it was I'm happy with their defense because I think we got the edge over them most of the time. But anyway, so we got 36 Oklahoma State and we have 25 to Baylor. Now, coming into this game, the series was tied, including the Big 12 championship at 6-6 over the last 10 seasons. And they've been one of the most evenly matched competitions that we've had here at Oklahoma State over the last 10 years, um, winning about half. And this is a good test. I mean, this is a kind of you putting yourself against a team that has kind of had our number, had our number a lot of years. Um, we've lost, you know, I think two or three years in a row to this team. Um, Baylor is used to be a team I would root for, but over the years, whenever they become more competitive, I have not rooted for them as much, especially with Dave Aranda, because I like the heck out of that guy. I'm super impressed with his just everything. I mean, <laughs> I say that. I'm not sure what was going on with some of the play calls and everything that happened today, but I he's a guy I don't want to face, um, and I don't think Oklahoma State wants to face him a whole lot. They could very well be the second best team in this conference. I don't know, but they looked good, but we looked better. I mean, it was very impressive. So my big question coming into this game was how was our offense going to, how was it going to fare against the defensive uh, line of Baylor? And basically our offense versus their defense. I mean, I was, if we can move the ball, I think, thought we could have a good chance of winning this game and we moved the ball enough um we really did and i can't give i mean talk let's talk about the offense okay to me obviously spencer sanders did a great job he did not he acted like a stone cold executor of this offense and 
it was uh it was beautiful um but my offensive highlight player would be Dominic Richardson my guy setting the tone 1 minute and 10 seconds into the left of the first quarter blowing up Ika after the commentator sat there for 30 seconds talking about how good he was and of course I mean he, he's a beast and he's coming off a block but I mean the dude got rocked by Dom and I'm telling you what Dom made I mean he he ran with a vengeance and he is a sledgehammer and I am so happy to see him coming into his own at this point in the game Dom you got my highlight player of the offense this week now Spencer Sanders they kept him pretty clean all game zero sacks a couple of QB hurries um he threw for uh, 20 out of 29, completed 20 out of 29 passes, 181 pass yards, and 75 on the ground. Now, that 75 on the ground could have been the difference in the offensive power, but that is Spencer Sanders. I mean, he's just the the little 7- and 8-yard scrambles whenever he's basically any other quarterback, not every other quarterback. I mean, there could be some other quarterbacks in this league that could escape, but to the Spencer Sanders level, I'm not sure. Um, I think he is the most elusive and elite running quarterback in this conference and possibly in the nation. And I think he will put people on notice. I mean, he hasn't really had a super crazy game. I guess he did the a couple games, but he really hasn't had that game, that signature Notre Dame um, from last year. Um, TCU, I guess. I, mean, I don't know, but he's... We were we have some of those performances coming up. So Spencer was very <clears throat> in command, and I think our offensive line did great. I mean, we they had their work cut out for them, and they won. We won, and that's I gotta give them props to all them. And also another note, I heard that Dave Hunziker said that for the first time that he can remember. We were able, we have been rotating in offensive linemen this, at this point in the season, um, conference, starting conference play, or even, even at the end of the um, postseason, there has never been an opportunity to substitute in fresh bodies because of the lack of, lack of depth in the offensive line. How positive is that for us? Our Oklahoma State Cowboys that for the first time that in the maybe ever for the first time that we've ever had the depth to be able to substitute fresh bodies on the offensive line and Jason Brooks I think got around 20 snaps and um what was it uh Maholsky I think got 28, somewhere around there. Um, and I, I think a couple other guys might have got in there a little bit, but that is some positive news that we are just getting those reps for those guys. I'm just going to be, I mean, I'm, I'm super impressed with offense um, all around. So moving on to the defense. I believe the defense was super improved. Um, there were some big plays. There was some perfectly thrown balls. I mean... The one in the end zone to Baldwin, I think it was. I mean, Jason Taylor, he missed times his jump a little bit, maybe, but man, that ball was on target. I he 
Chapin threw a couple balls in this game that were absolutely gorgeous. So props to him. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm so glad that we beat him up and got to smack him around a little bit with our defensive line. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, we want that Big 12 title game back, no doubt. But this game for me felt good. And I'm sure it did for our uh, whole team just to be able to go down to Waco into their house and beat those mustard people beat the mustard people up or beat them just just give it to them wearing all that ugly they call it gold but man ooh, i've seen i've seen i've, I've seen baby diarrhea that color i'm not i'm not kidding i have six kids in my life so um that would be unfortunate for your team to have that color of uniform and I want to talk about that just a little bit in a second, more about uniforms, but about Mason Cobb. I mean, that guy, if it wasn't for him, <laughs> I mean, he really looks like Malcolm Rodriguez sometimes. But if it wasn't for him, I'm blowing up that fourth down play on that sweep. I mean, that uh, that would be one of the key plays in the game for me. Um, on offense, it was that Dom play, blowing up Ika. And defense, I'd say, play of the game for me. I mean, you can go the interceptions. You can go anything. But I talk about setting the tone early. Um, Mason Cobb flying in there, getting off a block. Uh, so that sweet play, the same one that went for the safety, which could have, I mean, that safety is obviously an incredible play. Um, and we can talk about pitching it six, seven yards in the end zone whenever you're on the one and what kind of play call that is. But that second time, I think they ran that sweep with all those bodies out there. I think two offensive linemen and another blocker, just a wall out there. And it looked like they were set up for a long, a long run. And Mason Cobb got off a block and cut in there, knifed in between, made a heck of a play, blew that up, got that fourth down stop. Gave us more momentum in the game, just shut him down. I mean, we really took the crowd out of that place uh, and really affected the game. And I'm super proud of the defense for that. Now, I am going to play a clip from Locked On Baylor Bears. And this is their previewing Oklahoma State um, episode. And we're going to start with that. They, they said a couple things that I want to cover after this clip, but this should be a good way to... Uh, start this. Here is the intro of the Locked On Baylor Bears Oklahoma State preview. Spencer Sanders is effectively awful that when he true. plays Baylor every single time. That's not true! Yeah, so you heard it from him what they thought was going to happen um, Saturday, but not so much. And I, I've, I've done this several times, you know, listening to other teams' podcasts previewing and reviewing or doing the post game afterwards the games uh, that they play Oklahoma State and this one um, it was kind of crazy because first of all it's, it is Baylor and I didn't this is the first time I've ever heard the locked on Bears I guess because there was a guy come on and read some scriptures and it was it was pretty interesting but anyway um, they I did the post game and 
after the post game, they were they basically said that they were beat by better team Oklahoma State, which is good to hear them say because um, you know I think it's true. But they went on to say how much basically everybody on the I think everyone on the podcast hates their gold uniforms, and everybody also was pretty just down about their crowd and just the response from the big game or, you know, going into a big game, how the crowd responded to Oklahoma state coming into town and it's supposed to be a good atmosphere and it's supposed to be hard to play at. But I mean, we, maybe it's cause we took them out of the, they took the crowd out from the first safety on, but props to the defense. Those couple plays definitely helped out. Um, anyway, moving on to special teams, Tom Hutton, is a G. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to the Pokes pod, or they probably got it on Max now, I think they do, um, on OSU Max, you can hear Tom Hutton's story. Pretty incredible story. I, I think he said that from the time he touched an American football, it was around a week to 10 days that he got a call from Oklahoma State to, and there was a, you know, ultimately, offered a scholarship and moved over here and has been definitely working out for us. Uh, Tom Hutton, man, what a weapon. And our special teams unit, uh, Jaden Nixon's return, but Presley's return, but I mean, mainly the blocking, just the unit, the overall performance of every special teams unit that we have has been superb. And it's great to hear that. Well, it's great to see Braylon presently out there and also to hear that he's going to be playing more in this department. So special teams, got to give him a prop. I mean, all three phases of the game, uh, even whenever Baylor was making a comeback and in the second half, them Baylor Bears, props to them kids out there fighting and hitting and really trying to claw back. And to no avail, um, props to Oklahoma State. I keep on saying props. I guess I say that a lot. But anyway, I, I'm super happy with that. So going on to our uniforms, the whites, all ICE whites, I mean, the brand, everything was spot on. You can't be all white. The, the contrast in between the Baylor uniforms and ours was about as start as uh the performance was and yeah they they made it easy on us to win the uniform battle as well that's about all for oklahoma state baylor that i have for now i would like to touch on a little bit about the kansas jayhawks i mean five and oh imagine hearing that two years ago even a year ago I mean, to make it five games, it's pretty magical just in itself. I mean, in and in, itself, in, in, in of itself, it's pretty magical. Uh, they have TCU coming into town and coming into Lawrence for the first time ever college game day. Wow. The Kansas Jayhawks, rock chalk, baby. And I'm, I have a little special place in my heart. My wife comes from a Jayhawk family. I live here in the panhandle of Oklahoma which is 20 miles away from, well, liberal Kansas. But anyway, it's I live actually about 15 miles from the Kansas border and about 25 miles from the Texas border. 
something like that. And so everybody's right here in no man's land, close proximity. There's a lot of different college fan bases around here. Um, I mean, clearly Kansas, Kansas State, all the Texas schools. I mean, it's a pretty hot spot, I guess, a uh, melting pot for all the different fan bases. But going on to this Kansas Jayhawk team, I think me and my wife were watching last week the Duke game, and she's getting psyched up, you know. I mean, just can't believe for the first time ever, you know, these Kansas fans have written off KU football for a long time. Uh, just don't want to hear about it, don't want to talk about it. And then now, now my wife is fired up and she want, she wanted to get tickets to the game in Lawrence that Oklahoma State is traveling to on November 5th. So we did. And I now we were watching the game on Saturday and Kansas beats you know, we we won our game. Oklahoma State beats Baylor, and Kansas beats the um, who they beat Iowa State. Yeah, that awesome eleven to fourteen ugly battle there, but they won and went five and zero. And I I told my wife, you know, man, I'm just gonna hate that. We're gonna have to beat Kansas whenever we go there November fifth. And she says, no way, no way, no way, no how. Get out of here. She's rock chalk and Jayhawk. She's going to be screaming against me. I am, I just, I don't know. I haven't had this kind of uh, rival rivalry in our relationship. Um, been married for three years um, today. Wow. October 5th. Yeah, nice. Happy anniversary to me. Um, it's been a good three years. I promise you that. My wife is amazing. And I'm not just saying that because she could hear this, but... November 5th, Oklahoma State, Kansas Jayhawks. I want to know what you guys think. Is Kansas, I mean, does this Kansas Jayhawk team have a chance to continue this streak? What are the wins and losses going to be? I mean, could they possibly win three more games and go to eight wins? Four more games, go to nine wins? I mean, they really have... They have a tough schedule, but they really have the whole season in front of them. I couldn't be more thrilled. I couldn't be more happy that they are turning the leaf over Lance Leopold. It's it's quite an amazing thing that he's doing there. And couldn't be more happy of that. And especially um, now that Oklahoma's losing, it's been quite a ride, hasn't it, guys? I mean, they... <laughs> Like I said, living here where I do, there's clearly a large amount of Oklahoma fans anywhere you look, but you don't really hear them much anymore, do you? You don't hear them saying a whole lot. It's pretty quiet. They might have their hats on. They're still flying the flags, but man, are they worried. Just think about it. Uh, Just was it... Three months ago, they were spinning the Lord Savior Brent Venables, Jeff Levy, Dylan Gabriel, the Trinity, coming in to rescue this program out of the clutches of Lincoln Riley. Gotta love the narrative. I mean, you gotta love it. This rescue job from Lincoln Riley. 
But anyway, I'm done talking about AU. Oh my gosh. Um, it is good. It was a good Saturday to be able to watch some teams lose and my team win and um, other teams that I kind of root for win. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been a Cowboy State of Mind podcast. Like I said, I am Nathan Simpson. And if you enjoyed the show, if you feel it and find it in yourself, to rate and review this on iTunes or anywhere else you get your podcast. If you have any questions or anything, you can hit me up on Twitter. It's going to be a cowboy state okay, a cowboy state okay. And that's on Twitter. You can hit me up um, anytime you have questions, want to get with get at me, anything like that. I appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, keep it cowboy minded. Baby. Baby. We are Oklahoma